Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. This is Dr. Monica Tarantino, and welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here. So today we're going to talk about a topic that is relevant to all dogs, no matter their age. And this is going to be something that is also relevant to any owner. You guys can make these changes at home. So I love the topic today, which is going to be talking about three environmental modifications that we should all be making at home in dog households. Before we dive into that, I wanted to check in and just see how everybody is doing at home. It has been a really crazy couple of weeks here in the United States because we just got done with elections and it doesn't matter what side you fell on or fall on. It was a really stressful period on top of the pandemic that the entire world is dealing with. So we have had quite a year and definitely quite a fall. And I am just looking forward to moving on to 2021 shortly here. So hopefully you guys are doing well at home. The other thing that I wanted to mention to you guys is that I am going to be doing a live Q&A online. It's going to either be on YouTube or it'll be on Instagram. I'll let you guys know the exact details, but I'll be doing it for about 20 or 30 minutes with a friend of mine named Dr. Lisa Lippman, who's another veterinarian. She is a veterinarian in New York City and she is phenomenal. Most people actually know about her more so than they know about me. If you guys have not heard of her, um, you should definitely look her up though. She's a wonderful vet and is really great at communicating great information about dogs. So we're going to do a senior dog Q&A online here in the next week or two, and we will announce when that'll be in my email that I send out to you guys weekly. So make sure you guys are on my email list. To get on my email list, go to seniordogdoc.com and go to the very bottom of the page and hit subscribe and it'll send me your email and I will email you guys by the end of the week and let you know when our Q&A is. And I'll send out another email next week, letting you guys know as well. So you guys can be there for it. If you have certain questions that you would like to be addressed, you can also just go ahead and email those directly to me, which is at seniordogdoc at gmail.com. And we will certainly try to address your questions or any questions we get submitted to us ahead of time. So excited about that. Without further ado, though, let's launch into today's topic. Okay, so let's talk about the very first thing that we should all be doing in our homes to help our dog's joints and their necks and their backs. So the very first thing we should be doing is making sure that we have appropriate non-slip rugs throughout our home at different places. So as you guys know, if you've got wooden floors, it does not matter what age your dog is they will slip and almost try to grip them with their nails. And this comes into play, especially for dogs with arthritis or neck and back pain, because dogs with arthritis are more likely to slip and hurt themselves on slippery floors. And it can be, I mentioned wooden floors, but certainly tiles or linoleum can actually be slippery as well, as they don't really provide enough traction for your dog's feet. And so they can't really grip the floor because they've got these nice little slick paw pads. We need to help provide a surface that 
allows them to maintain their stability and not slip as much. And this becomes especially important for our senior dogs. We've talked previously about how senior dogs have decreased muscle mass, right? We all get decreased muscle mass as we age. And so to help counteract this, have those non-slip rugs in place, especially in those high traffic areas. There are all sorts of ways that you can do this. So you can get little small rugs that have rubber backs on them from Amazon or from Target. We have several of those and we love them because they're machine washable. So if they ever get dirty or peed on or whatever happens in our dog household, we can usually just throw it in the wash and it is fine and we can throw it right back out. And there are a lot of really tasteful options actually for larger rugs to put in living rooms or dining rooms that are actually machine washable. So I know there are several companies out there that actually make big machine washable rugs. We have one that we ordered online. Line. I can't remember the name of the company. And we've got a big, beautiful one in our living room and it's perfect for our older dogs. We can actually roll that giant rug up, toss it into our washing machine, and it works out really well for our multi-dog household. Make sure it has a rubber backing to it or that you just get one of those rug pads to put underneath it. I've had owners that have placed rugs and carpets and they did not have a rubber matting underneath it or a non-slip back to it and dogs would slip on it and actually fall and hurt themselves on them. So the first tip is to make sure you guys have non-slip rugs and carpets throughout your home so that your dogs can use them and not injure themselves on your wooden floors. The second thing that we should be doing in our homes to help our dogs is try to help them avoid stairs whenever possible. We have plenty of dogs that will injure themselves going up or down stairs that I see at the veterinary office all the time, especially our seniors. This one's especially important for our seniors. The young dogs don't really seem to notice the stairs as much. But like I said before, these tips are supposed to be helpful for dogs of all ages because over time, the more stairs your dogs do, the more impact they're going to have on those joints, on their cartilage within those joints, and the the worst long-term effects they can have on those joints. So my suggestion is that if it's at all possible, try to avoid stairs with them. And this comes to me and to mine when I've, let's say that I'm in the middle of watching a movie downstairs with my dog. And then I forget that I have laundry upstairs that I want to go check and change real quick. Well, historically, my dogs will just follow me upstairs to go to the laundry. Then they'll follow me back downstairs when we go watch the movie again. There are really easy things that you can do if you're going to just do a quick trip somewhere and then come right back. You can have a doggy gate at the bottom of your stairs so that your dog doesn't have to follow you up and down the stairs every time that you take a trip. So just try to think strategically about how you can do that. Another thing that you can do too is if there are stairs that are going outside, some people will have a long row of stairs going down off of a deck in the backyard to get the dog up and down into the yard. Well, maybe it's time to start considering taking your dog out front where there's less stairs, especially your older geriatric dogs, taking them out front where there's less stairs and less impact on their joints so that they can be more comfortable over time. So that's another thing to think about. So whenever possible, and it seems reasonable, try to avoid those stairs. And this one's especially important again for those arthritic dogs. That extra joint impact of going up and down stairs, whether it's on their elbows, their wrists, their neck, or their back legs, which tend to be impacted the most when they're going up the stairs because all their weight is kind of shifted backwards. Those movements that that impact can truly affect their arthritis and make it worse. So keep that in mind for your dogs, especially those that are prone to arthritis or have arthritis. 
Okay. And then the very last change that I suggest for you guys to do with your dogs is to be mindful of where you're feeding your dog. So commonly I will see owners that are feeding dogs on their slippery tiles in their kitchen or on their slippery wooden floor somewhere in their house. And the dogs are kind of like unable to get their footing underneath them as they're eating. And so my suggestion is that you have a non-slip either yoga mat that you feed your dog on top of, or one of those machine washable rugs that I'd mentioned before that are smaller that you can feed your dog on top of. There's no sense in them slipping and sliding while they're eating. They are likely to strain their neck and hurt themselves if they're going to be slipping and sliding while they're eating or drinking from their water bowl. So my suggestion is that you have an area where they can eat and have water that is either on top of a non-slip mat or on top of a non-slip carpet that you can easily wash so that they're able to get their footing really well. And that tip is especially important for dogs that have neck or back pain as any sort of jerks, as you guys, anyone who at home has neck or back pain knows, any sort of jerks when you're kind of like straining your neck to drink or strain your neck to eat, that stuff can actually really hurt them and aggravate them. So we want to try to create an environment for them that will help support their joints as much as possible. And I love when people have their dogs fed or drinking water on a non-slip rug or a non-slip yoga mat. So those are the three tips that I think they're really helpful for people to be doing at home. And they're so easy to do, and they can have a huge impact on dogs of all ages, but especially your senior dogs. So if you're not doing those things, I want you guys to start thinking about how you can actually start doing those things and see how they work for your dogs at home. I hope you guys found those tips helpful. There are plenty more tips that I have for you guys that you can implement at home with your pets. And I will be talking to you guys about more of them in the future and upcoming podcasts. If you missed the first part of the podcast episode, remember I am going to be doing a live Q&A with Dr. Lisa Lippman, who's another fantastic veterinarian in the next couple of weeks here. I will be announcing when that will be and what platform that will be through my emails to you guys every week. So definitely go ahead and check that out. If you're not on my email list, go go ahead and head over to seniordogdoc.com and sign up for my email list. And I will get that information out to you guys. That is it. I hope that you all are doing well. I hope your senior dogs are happy and healthy. And until next time, talk to you guys later. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.